Every year I know we're gonna go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Star. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll leave it with your good luck. Only thing I will all right, all right. Welcome in to Lombardi's Legends Podcast for a new season. I am Wags, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Dane. And uh, we are so excited here this evening to be able to finally start off our first regular season preview. Green Bay Packers are going to be headed to Chicago in week one, take on our most hated rivals to the south the Chicago Bears. Uh, so, folks, uh, thanks you so much for joining us here. I've got Dane joining me here on IG here momentarily. Um, we are live streaming tonight. Uh, so if you're on with us live, go ahead and give us a shout-out and um, put something in the chat, too. Um, say hello um, and uh, give us some thoughts and predictions on what you expect to see from the Packers here in week one as we get into our preview here for this weekend. So, Dane, first of all, how are you doing here this evening? Good, man. I'm doing great. How are you doing? It's it's uh, happy. It's real football time. We've been talking preseason football, uh, which we love to do. We love everything about it. But I'll tell you what, there's something about week one. There's something about, um, you know, games that matter. And certainly there's something about Packers Chicago Bears, the oldest rivalry in football. Man, we've been waiting seven, eight months for this. So I'm ready for some Packer football, man. I'm excited to get into this to, uh, with you today. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. So we always uh, head right into our previews uh, with uh, injury report. Then we'll get into the offensive uh, preview. Uh, just looking at some of the key matchups for the Packers and offensive side of the ball. Uh, against the Bears on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, then we'll get into the defensive side and, and the Bears offense, uh, X factors and score predictions. So for those of you that are with us here live, go ahead and, uh, uh you know, throw in some thoughts into the chat. Uh, as I said before, uh, kind of following that format as we get into things. But Dane, before we get into that, since this is the start of a new era in Green yeah. Bay, uh, I think it would be you know, remiss of us to not go ahead and just give our overall thoughts uh, on the Packers uh, breaking camp here and headed, headed into the regular season. I know a lot of Packer fans uh, probably rightfully so have, have, have pretty realistic expectations for this season, but are uh, cautiously optimistic and, and hoping that we can uh, turn things over and, and compete and make it into the playoffs like we're used to doing uh, every year in Green Bay. So uh, that said, Dane, I'm just going to turn it over to you. Are you more optimistic, less optimistic, or about the same as what you were headed into camp uh, before the preseason started? Yeah, I'm, I'll tell you what, I'm pretty hyped. Uh, I, I think it's going to be, it's changing in the guard, right? So no doubt about it. Make no mistake. Um, you know, the expectations aren't probably what they were, um, two years ago coming, you know, three years ago coming off in a, uh, um, NFC championship game. Um, but it's, it's a different kind of expectation. I think going into this, right? Um, it's a new era in large part. I feel like this is, Almost the first year we get to see Matt LaFleur be Matt LaFleur offensively, the offensive mind of who Matt LaFleur is, right? So um, my expectations going into this year, um, I still expect playoffs. I'm not going to lie. I expect this Packer team uh, to be gritty. I expect this team to have an edge to them. Uh, this is a Packers team that I think is going to have a completely different identity by necessity. For the last number of years, I feel like nationally and even in Wisconsin and Green Bay, it was Aaron Rodgers, dot, 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 and the Green Bay Packers. Now it's the Green Bay Packers. And, and you know, Jordan Love is leading that charge along with uh, Matt LaFleur. But also we've got a defense that is talented yet unproven. We have a lot of young talent on the offensive side of the ball. So, Wags, to answer your question, my expectations are high. Um, I, I, I'm not coming into the season going, you know what, let's just chalk it up and I hope we win some games. Like, that's not where I'm at. I expect to see this team grow together. I expect this team to be um, clean. 
Um, from, from a penalties perspective, I expect this team to be well coached from Coach LeFleur and the rest of the organization. And I expect for uh, Jordan Love to get better as the season progresses because that's the expectation in Green Bay. I don't care who your quarterback is. We have enough talent in this team and in this division to make some noise and win some football games. Yeah, for sure. And, and I'm going to answer my own question. I'm, I'm more optimistic than I was at the start of camp. Um, I think part of that is Jordan Love has outperformed what I thought he would. This third camp, a little up and down in the first week or so, but I think he's been really steady to just actually really good uh, ever since then and, and has really been better and better over the course of camp. Uh, one other thing that gives me some optimism, Dane, is and this is a knock-on-wood thing because it can change in a hurry, uh, is the relative health uh, of this roster. And I know we'll get into the injury report here, so maybe that's a good segue. Um, certainly, we've got some guys dinged up, particularly in the wide receiver position, headed into this game. But just big picture. I mean, if you would have told me that Rashawn Gary looks like he's going to be playing in week one, um, I don't think we knew that for sure heading into training camp. Um, if you would have told me that David Bakhtiari uh, looks like they're just going to manage him and his practice reps and just go into Sunday and, and at least to start the season, we're looking pretty good there. Uh, I would have taken that. So, um, and I think overall we avoided some really big significant injuries, at least in training camp. Uh, injuries are going to happen in football, um, but I, I'm pleased to see that Devondre Campbell Looks like he'll be ready to go to start the season. Uh, that was kind of a hold your breath moment where uh, when we found out that he was in a walking boot, uh, it's like, okay, here you go. Uh, or here we go. But um, I think those are some things that can bode well uh, for a young team. Um, and uh, if we're able to go out and, and start the season strong, uh, the the schedule, dare I say, actually works in the Packers' favor early in the season. Now, you're going to have to go out there and play well uh, to win any game in this league, but um, there's going to be opportunities there, I think, for the Packers to to be able to make their mark and and be competitive and right in the thick of things uh, by the time we're at the end of this season. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, Dean, with that said, why don't we get into the injury report? Um, we, we don't have a lot of ground to cover, but I think it's important to kind of set the context and set the table here. So, um, first of all, Wide receivers for the Packers. We knew Romeo Dobbs nursing a hamstring. Uh, so he has been uh, on the injury report to start things off. Surprise yesterday, though, was Christian Watson joining him on the injury report. And so we could be looking at a couple of our top receivers, um, perhaps not being ready to go by Sunday. Now, Dobbs was a limited participant today, so he's trending in the right direction. And it sounded like he was probably going to have a pretty good shot of playing by Sunday, but Christian Watson still did not practice at all today. So, Dane, just overall thoughts on how that could impact uh, our week one game plan uh, right off the bat. I mean, it's huge. It's absolutely huge. This is already a wide receiver group that's inexperienced. And, um, you know, the last thing we need, I think, are, are injuries. And especially if you look at the depth behind them, I mean, there's a real chance that somebody like Malik Heath plays real snaps to begin with, but with an injury on the outside to somebody like a Christian Watson, if Christian's unable to go, um, it's massive. I mean, Malik Keith, we love the guy, but he's an undrafted wide receiver this year. Um, and there's a real chance it's he and Samari Torre on the outside, right? Uh, along with maybe a limited Romeo Dobbs and, um, you know, Hicks also has a hamstring, also a fifth round rookie, right? I mean, the, the inexperience is very clear there, uh, especially when we're seeing these injuries. So um, what more can you say other than I, I'm pleased that Romeo Dobbs is back, uh, even in a limited fashion. I'm happy about that. Uh, but I'm, I'm alarmed, to say the least, with Christian Watson, especially when we start talking about those soft tissue injuries. We talk about all the time. Hamstring issue, injuries are so difficult to um to really get a, a, a you know a handle on um so hopefully it's nothing serious hopefully it's a precaution and Christian's able to go full bore come Sunday because if not it, you know it does certainly limit one of our most explosive weapons on offense 
Yeah, and on the Bears' side, I think the biggest injuries, interestingly, are in the secondary, but, but both guys that uh, that you really would be looking at, and, and Jaquan Brisker and Eddie Jackson. Uh, Brisker's got a, a groin, and Jackson uh, has an ankle. Um, we're full participants in practice today, so it looks like they're going to be out there. Um, talented uh, players in the secondary for Chicago. So um, that said, um, those are positions that, uh, you know, they're going to need to be full speed, certainly, regardless of who the Packers trot out there to face across them in the line of scrimmage. So if they're not 100% or anything gets tweaked, it, it, respectively, with either of those injuries, that could be a little bit of a neutralizing effect. Now, I'm not, we're not cheering for injuries, but um, it's just interesting that probably the biggest injuries for Chicago and, and really most everyone else is going to be ready to go. Uh, backup linebacker Dylan Cole hasn't been practicing this week with a hamstring. Um, but I don't really see that as, as too big of an impact uh, when you're looking at uh, this game as a whole. So, uh, and Wags, I, and I, I hate to chime in here live. My dog is missing. It sounds like I just got word. If you please excuse me for a moment while I try to sort this out. I, this is live, folks. So uh, apologies, but um, I, I, I've gotten word that our dog slipped a collar. So I'm going to have to uh, come right back in a moment. And if anybody's local and you, you, you know uh, Winnie in the neighborhood, let's uh, return him back safely. So that's no problem. We'll keep going here. Uh, I'll do the best I can as a one-man show with this preview. So, yeah, so I think when it comes to injuries, uh, certainly it looks like the Packers are going to have the higher impact uh, if neither or, or both Christian Watson or Dobbs are able to go. Uh, but certainly it's a uh, good news on Dobbs's front that he was able to be a limited participant today. So uh, we'll be tracking that closely as uh, we go into practice Friday, as certainly we are recording here Thursday evening. So, all right, well, let's move over then to the offensive side of the ball for the Packers against this uh, Bears defense. And Bears defensively, went out and they signed a bunch of guys in free agency to try to shore things up, particularly uh, in the middle of that defense. Uh, big signing was Tremaine Edmonds, but TJ Edwards uh, signed a uh, Badger fans will be familiar with him has had a couple of good seasons uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles. Tremaine Edmonds, of course, um, uh, pro bowl player uh, comes over from the bills. Uh, both guys are just tackle machines. So, uh, you know, the bears have, Traditionally love to have impact players, uh, at the linebacker position. Uh, and then of course, former Badger Jack Sanborn, uh, will also be manning a linebacker position in the Bears 4-3 defense. Um, in addition to that, um, a big signing, I think maybe the biggest signing was, uh, Yannick Ngakwe, um, as to be the pass rusher here for the Bears, uh, comes over from the Colts, uh, certainly has some familiarity with Coach Eberflus. So, um, some, so some talent here. Uh, influx uh, for the Bears on the defensive side of the ball. Um, they, in the draft, um, took a couple of defensive tackles uh, in in Gervon Dexter uh, and Zach Pickens in second round. So pretty high draft picks on the defensive line. Um, remains to be seen how many snaps those guys will be get, getting starting here week one on Sunday. But um, it's, it's a, a little bit of a different look, uh, for this Bears defense. And then, of course, mentioning Eddie Jackson and, and Brisker, um, uh, along with, uh, Jalen, uh, Johnson and, and Kyler Gordon in the secondary. So, um, Bears have some guys, young defense. I think it's certainly on paper looks a lot stronger, uh, going into the season than where they were last year. Uh, they were young and, and I don't think they had too many impact players last year. They, they really got ran on a, a lot. So I think clearly the, the plan here in Chicago was to shore up up front and, uh, get, get some guys on that second level that could clean up, uh, in that run game. So the Bears are, are looking to be stronger against the run. Now, conversely, this is a Packer team. That uh, with Jordan Love, limited experience, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that they're going to be trying to establish more of a run game. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what type of balance we get starting here in week one um, and, and how much they're going to have to lean on Jordan, try to throw the ball, depending on certain down and distance situations they're, they're going to get. So if you're the Bears, really, I think what you're going to try to do is the, the, the key focus has got to be Aaron Jones. Um, and so Aaron Jones, 
last year uh, at times it seemed like the Packers got away from him. First series, scripted plays. Um, he'd get three, four, five carries, comes right out of the gate strong, and it looks like he's going to have a great game. And then all of a sudden he disappears for the second, third quarter, um, and you look down and you realize Aaron Jones has only got seven carries so far for the game, headed into the fourth quarter, and Coach LaFleur comes to the uh, press conference post-game, says he's got to get Aaron Jones the ball more. Well, um, I think starting week one here, the Packers need to set the tone. Um, certainly, we will have a, a good dose of A.J. Dillon running the ball. But if we don't have Christian Watson, we don't have Romeo Dobbs at full strength and maybe not able to go um, for his normal number of snaps on Sunday, I look for Aaron Jones to really be the guy to be that pressure release valve. Um, and uh, so is he going to be able to get the ball in, in those passing situations, pick up seven, eight, nine yards and, and be that guy that can move the chains, uh, when they really need uh, someone to be able to, to move the sticks. And, and so I, I look at the game plan potentially is similar to a couple of seasons ago when the Packers went down into Arizona. The Cardinals were actually really good uh, just two years ago, 7-0, and and they go down to Arizona. Uh, Devontae Adams and uh, Alan Lazard are, are out that game due to, to COVID. And so now we've got a situation where we're down our top two receivers. Um, and I get it. Jordan Love is not going to uh, immediately in game one carry this offense. I don't think that would be a realistic expectation. Um, and adjust to the, but it's really more about the young receivers that we might have to slide in there. That was a game that at the end of the game, Aaron Jones was the only guy that had over 50 yards uh, receiving and no one else had more than four receptions. Um, so it, it could be similar this week. Uh, between Jones and Dylan, they combined to rush the ball over 30 times, um, really tried to control the tempo, get the run game going, and then just be opportunistic in the short pass game uh, to try to move the chains when they had those opportunities to do so. So um, from that perspective, uh, I, I would not be surprised to see Coach LaFleur have that as a backup game plan because without Christian Watson, you could send Samari to her AD. Um, but realistically, we don't have that field stretcher that can come in and, and really put a lot of pressure on this Bears defense, not only down the field vertically, but sideline to sideline uh, and really stretch the defense in some of the looks that you can get uh, with uh, Christian Watson running the ball on some of those end arounds. So um, it's going to be incumbent, I think, on Aaron Jones to be ready for a heavier workload this week, uh, both running the ball uh, and as a receiver. Um, and then we're going to need to see if these young tight ends are ready to go right off the bat, particularly Luke Mus Musgrave. Um, this is an opportunity, I think, uh, with this matchup. Uh, you've got Tremaine Admins and Luke Musgrave, the rookie tight end. And how many looks can Luke Musgrave get open uh, against this stout um, second level uh, of the Bears? Uh, and if Musgrave is able to do that, I think we've got some opportunities to maybe, I don't want to say dink and dunk, but uh, he can stretch the field over the middle. And uh, then you've got Jaden Reed from the slot, maybe kind of on some crossing patterns. That could give that um, uh, that second level of the Bears, as talented as they are, uh, probably not the most speed uh, at the linebacker position. Um, so uh, you got to work with what you have. And so I, I like that combination of Musgrave and Jaden Reed uh, to potentially cause some complications and, and try to get some openings on the second level in the pass game as well. So, Dane, welcome back. Uh, we've been talking some key matchups here at Packers offense against the Bears defense. I hope you your return means it's good news on on the, the puppy front. So um, I, I'll, The dog I, I is back. To... The dog is in the house. We're good. <laughs> All right. Fantastic. <laughs> so, um, Dane, I, I won't recap everything I just said since you have no idea what ground I just covered. Um, but, um, really, I think in a nutshell, we're looking at key matchups. Um, and I, I made the analogy of this could be similar to when the Packers went to Arizona a couple of years ago without um, uh, without, uh, their top two receivers, um, in, in Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard. 
Um, and it was a heavy dose of Aaron Jones in that game. He led the team in receiving. Uh, he led the team in rushing. Um, the Packers ran the ball over 30 times in that game. Uh, and they really just tried to be opportunistic. Rodgers was not the most efficient passing in that game, as you might imagine. Um, but, uh, the Packers tried to use the short passing game, uh, to create some mismatch and find some openings. Um, so without their field stretcher, uh, in Christian Watson, if he's unable to go, uh, I wouldn't be shocked if we had a similar type of game plan this week against Chicago. Yeah, no, I think I think you're spot on. Um, and, um, you know, I, I look at some of the additions, Chicago Bears defense, if we're talking Packer offense, right? And, and the matchup, TJ Edwards, uh, who anybody from Wisconsin probably is very familiar with, former Wisconsin Badger, uh, came over from the Philadelphia Eagles. And then you got Tremaine Edmonds, also a, a really strong addition, the inside. But where they're lacking, I think, Wags, um, as good as they are between the tackles, making tackles, um, and, and, and in space and otherwise, um, I, I think that I, I will take Aaron Jones in a foot race against TJ Edwards or, or Tremaine Edmonds any day of the week. So in addition to kind of running the ball, um, I, I, which is going to have to be a primary focus. Um, don't be surprised if Jordan Love also uses his legs a little bit and gets outside. So even if we're doing some RPL, right, some run uh, pass option plays um, uh, early on in the game, I wouldn't be surprised if there's uh, a lot of trickery at the line of scrimmage as well. Uh, a fair amount of um, guys going in motion, a lot of um, just busy work um, early on making the Chicago Bears, especially some of these new Chicago Bears identifying what the Packers are trying to accomplish. It just wouldn't surprise me if, if Matt LaFleur throws some extra wrinkles at them early on. Um, but, you know, we are we aren't used to over the last couple of years. Uh, a scrambling quarterback. And I just, I really think Jordan Love is going to be using his legs uh, as well in this game. So yes, Aaron Jones, heavy dose of Jones. I think a fairly heavy dose of AJ Dillon as well. Although this does feel like more of an AJ or Aaron Jones um, type performance, uh, but Jordan Love as well. I think he's going to use his arm, but he's also going to use his legs. And um, I like his ability, um, even with this improved uh, Chicago Bear defense, and they are very much improved, I think, on paper. They still have to show up and play. And week one, I think um, oftentimes we find defense is a little, uh, you know, defenses can be ahead of the offense, but with some of these new moving parts here in Chicago, uh, don't be surprised if the Packers try to, um, you know, prey on some miscommunication early on, especially early in the game. So maybe some overaggression and Jordan Love can um, maybe make some safe early throws and settle himself in. Yeah, and I think we're talking a lot about the skill position, guys, but let's be honest. Um, the trenches is where I'm really going to be watching because this was a, a this is a young uh, Bears defense. As you said, I, I highlighted a bunch of the guys they bought in, and you just mentioned a couple of them again. But um, this this Bears defensive line, I don't think, really stacks up all that well uh, against this Packer offensive line. Um, certainly – the prize there is Ngakwe, uh, but um, I'm I'm not terribly concerned about him this week because um, you know I I just feel like this Packer offensive line is on if we stay healthy uh, going to be having an advantage not only this week but most weeks uh, of the season. So I'm really eager to see what type of tempo and what type of um, you know, uh, cadence and, and level of physicality that the Packers offensive line and their defensive line for that matter can set, uh, at the line of scrimmage. Uh, because if they're able to get some room running, um, early, it, it really takes a lot of pressure off of Jordan Love. And so we're, we're you know, it's not an advantage, certainly, to be missing your top two receivers and have both those guys at less than 100%. But um, let's be honest, even if both of those guys were playing, it wouldn't matter at all uh, if this Packer offensive line does not play well starting right away on Sunday. And so this, that's going to be the key this week and every week moving forward. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing not only what this Packer offensive line can do in that run game, but how well they can protect Jordan Love. Because to your point, uh, if they are able to keep a clean pocket, uh, I don't care how talented guys are uh, on the defensive side of the ball um, or 
how much talent we might be missing uh, from the skill positions on the offensive side of the ball. They can't cover guys forever. Um, and if Jordan Love is a little bit mobile, he can kind of move around a bit. But if he can stay in the pocket and feel like he's got plenty of time to throw, um, then he can get comfortable. And I've got a lot of confidence that he's going to be able to find some open guys uh, and, and hit some targets. So it, it doesn't need to be a 250 to 300 yard pass game for Jordan Love. Um, I'm just really eager to see what this offense looks like um, and what type of balance we're able to have between the run and pass, what we're doing uh, on third down in short third down and, and long situations um, when it's third and two or third and three uh, is our quarterback still going to be throwing it deep uh, or are we going to be mo- trying to move the chains first and foremost? So it, it's just going to be an interesting look. I think this is going to be a much different uh, look and feel uh, for the Packer offense. Are they going to go down and set the world on fire offensively? No, I don't think so. But um, heck, even if you're able to move the chains a few times, if you got to punt the ball, you get field position. Uh, that's That could be a key component of this game. Um, it gives defense a time to rest and be off the field. Um, and it puts a lot of pressure on this Bears offense. Let's, let's face it. I think they've got a lot more to try to prove. Uh, than the Packers do both on both sides of the ball, to be honest with you. I think this game means more for the Chicago Bears and their fans um, than, than it will in the grand scheme of things. I'm not saying that the Packers aren't going to be putting their all into this game, uh, but in the grand scheme of things, if the Bears lose this week against the Packers and this Packer offense comes out and establishes themselves, um, I think that's going to be very very disheartening for the Bears, and it's just going to be something that's going to be a boon for this Packers team. Um, what do you, and Wentz, what do you make of that? I mean, so we're not used to it. We, we've beaten up on the Bears, I think, what, the last eight times or so, and and a, a ton in Matt LaFleur era. So what do you make of that and the mindset of this Packer offense going in there? Because, yeah, there's always pressure in the NFL. Yeah, it's Jordan Love's first game, but you know what? Uh, if you look, listen to the national pundits, everybody's kind of writing off the team. I mean, is that something... Uh, uh, that that this Packer offense can maybe feed off of to a certain extent because you know I'm seeing some of the the stuff coming out of the Bears locker room. I saw one of the guys today was talking about you know it's our time now and we're going to beat up on the Pack and all that stuff. And I know that once the whistle blows, you know the game starts, a lot of that stuff goes out the window. But expectations are low. And, you know, if Jordan Love can can continue that kind of hot pace that we saw in preseason, I just I think he could really take some some people by by surprise. So I'm kind of curious, you know, do you do you buy into any of that yourself that maybe lower expectations of this Packer offense? They might have something out there to prove and maybe come in with a little more chip on their shoulder than the yeah, at least the national media is giving them credit for. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, there, it really what I want to see is that they have some rhythm, um, uh, early and, you know, it may not translate into, to touchdowns, uh, on all of those possessions, as I just said earlier. Um, and can Jordan prevent himself from putting himself in a situation where he forces the ball into a window and, and it turns, it goes into six the other way. So those are the things that as an inexperienced quarterback coming into his First real start, let's be honest. I know he started against the Chiefs a couple seasons ago, um, in the regular season. That, that's, that's, I think, going to be the biggest thing is, is just to get some of those butterflies out, establish a good solid run game, get some first downs. Maybe if you can go down and get a field goal in that first series, that would be a big win. And then just settle in from there. Um, and, uh, you know, if, if we can, uh, I think, trade possessions and, and the defense can, can hold things together. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's what I'm looking for is, is I think we've got the, the, the offensive line to impose our will, uh, late in the game. If it's a close game, what we can't have is to fall behind. If we start playing from behind by a significant amount, that that's going to immediately put a lot more pressure on Jordan Love. And, and now we've got a situation where we've got really young receivers with inexperience and mistakes start to compound themselves and they can pile up a little bit. So um, let's just keep this game plan manageable. Don't try to get cute. Um, let's let's try to go out there and execute from a, a physical standpoint uh, at the line of scrimmage. 
Uh, don't be afraid to punt. Um, sometimes that can be an advantage, uh, out of, out of, uh, short term failure. So, um, we're, we're just going to have to be patient, I think with this offense, but I think Jordan can go out there. If he continues to do what we saw in the preseason, there's no reason not to have uh, real, really optimistic and solid expectations for what he can do right away here in week one against the bears. Um, Dane, I think let's, let's transition over to the bears offense against this yeah. Packer defense. And I think a lot of people might say this could be where this game is won or lost. Um, and so it's all about, Justin Fields uh, in Chicago these days. Um, but this Bears offense, similarly to their defense, made some some big upgrades, uh, some of them during the season last year with the trading, um, uh, certainly for um, uh, Chase Claypool, but also they traded the big trade uh, of the draft was, was the Bears acquiring DJ Moore, uh, wide receiver. Um, so last year it was uh, Darnell Mooney, uh, it's number one receiver, and Equinemius St. Brown as the number two. Uh, so this year, that uh, skill position group looks quite a bit different for the Bears. Uh, then uh, on the offensive line, uh, similar. Uh, they made some big big changes there for the Bears as well. When you look at uh, their first-round pick, number number 10 pick in, in Darnell Wright out of Tennessee. Um, so he's going to be on the right at right tackle. And then uh, free agent acquisition, Nate Davis at right guard, played a bunch of seasons uh, for the Titans, uh, started a lot of games uh, for Tennessee. So um, I think they're they're really looking to, um, on paper, stabilize things quite a bit. Um, but I'm just curious, Dane, just to take a step back, big picture here, um, What what is the biggest key for you when you're assessing what this Packer defense needs to do to go into week one and try to neutralize Justin Fields and this Bears offense. So Justin, um, for as good as he is with his legs, um, he's he's he, there's downside too, right? Um, he's had some challenges passing the football. Uh, he's also not afraid to turn the ball over in his first couple of years. Um, he's a very, very talented uh, young quarterback. Uh, there, there's no denying that. But Wags, I, I think it, it comes down to a couple of things. Number one is um, all training camp in the preseason as well. One thing that I've noticed is a significant uptick in aggressive play by the defense and by the scheme, um, particularly inside linebacker, watching them blitz, um, having them showing a bunch of different looks, both with Devondre Campbell and Quay Walker. Uh, out of that inside. And Quay Walker, I thought last year showed a lot of ability as a pass rusher. Um, so, so that's number one. Number two, um, watching these corners playing a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage, playing a little bit cl um, uh, closer to, you know, pressing these wide receivers up close, something I think that we were all pining for last year. And my understanding is at the end of the season, last season, a lot of the DBs and a lot of the guys on the defense um, talked with Coach Barry and were talking about, hey, we need to be more aggressive. We need to be a little bit more in your face. And by by all appearances, at least thus far, um, we've seen that uh, in, in preseason. We've seen that in, in, throughout training camp. So um, all of that's to say, Wags, uh, I think that a, a more aggressive approach from the defense, not being afraid to make a mistake, letting our playmakers try to make plays is going to be a huge part of that. But number two, you talk about the upgrade on the offensive line to the Chicago Bears. Um, it's always going to come down to what's going on up front with this Packers defensive line as well. We know who Kenny Clark is, uh, but now we've got Devontae Wyatt coming into year two. We're leaning on him. He was a first round pick last year. Devontae Wyatt has to be um, the guy that we think he can be. He's shown a ton of flashes last year when he had opportunity. I think he's really looked the part all training camp long, um, but also TJ Slayton up front, some of these young guys that are coming in. So can this defensive line hold up against this new and improved Chicago Bears offensive line? Can they stop the run, get Justin Fields into some passing downs um, and, and where, where he does make some of those mistakes? And then from there, uh, can our edge, which I think is probably the deepest deepest spot of this entire team, that the edge position, can they pin their ears back and can they can they you know stay in the right position, do their job, um, set the edge when they need to, and force some pressure on Justin Fields and keep him contained? Those are some big ifs because Justin Fields has shown that he can run all over the damn field uh, when 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 he's you know breaks contain. But I think the Packers have the guys and the tools to keep Justin Fields in, in check 
with running, you know, with his legs, running the ball. But I think it, it needs to start up front with the defensive line, and we need to have an aggressive approach. I want to punch these wide receivers in the mouth. I want to see these DBs, um, you know, be very, very active. And I want to see Coach Barry let our, our edges and our inside linebackers rip and apply pressure early and often to Justin Fields. Don't be afraid of his legs. Make him run. Make him make mistakes and make him use that arm because he's proven in his first few years in the league when he uses his arm, he tends to give the ball away, particularly to Jair Alexander and other guys on this defense. He does turn that ball over. Let's force him into some um, positions where he has to make a throw and we can force an error. Yeah. Um, I. Th- Agree. I love everything you just said. And for me, it's really simple. Uh, the, the main thing you said that I think stands out is make Justin Fields throw the ball. Uh, you know, he can do it with the legs. And so it's, it's going to be interesting. This, it's always a test with a quarterback like Justin Fields. Um, I, 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 I think you have to be able to get some pressure, but to your point, you don't want to break contain. So at what cost? Um, one of the things that's really interesting is Justin Fields really didn't use his running backs uh, as a uh, uh, release valve in the past game. He just used his legs uh, the majority of the time last season. And so I'm really curious to see if that's something that they might try to incorporate a little bit more to keep him fresh and maybe to get a little bit of a rhythm um, to complete some of those short passes, let the running backs do some of that work to try to gain some of the, the, the short yardage, uh, uh, down and distance situations. Um, certainly Khalil Herbert, I, I think has the capability to do that. Um, a guy I know that, um, uh, Bears fans are, are really high on, um, that they took the, the young running back, um, in Roshan Johnson, I, I'm not sure what his capabilities are as a pass receiver, um, but certainly they're going to try to, I think, mix those guys in. Um, you can talk all you want if you're a Bears fan about how amazing DJ Moore is going to be for this offense, but you said it. Justin Fields still needs to complete the ball, even if he does manage to get himself open. Um, so I'm going to be really curious to see how do the Packers decide to utilize some of their aggressive approaches. I think we saw some of that starting in the second half of the season uh, where the players and and the defensive uh, uh, coaches, uh, namely with Coach Barry, started to seem like they got more on the same page with some of the game plans. Early last season, it didn't feel like a a lot of the players were really aligned to the game plan uh, of the defense. So I'm really anxious to see uh, is Jair Alexander shadowing DJ Moore a little bit? Now, maybe he doesn't follow him all over the field uh, because they're not going to be in man looks uh, 100% of the time, certainly. Um, but uh, that said, uh, that could be somewhat of a neutralizing factor. I think DJ Moore is a great player, uh, but even if he beats Jair, um, it's going to be tight windows. Um, I think Razul Douglas uh, has shown that it's going to take tight windows to, to beat these guys. And so I want to see Justin Fields have to show and prove that he can deliver the passes into those tight windows. Um, so um, it's going to be interesting. I think Quay Walker and Devonda Campbell are going to be huge keys in this game for this Packer defense. You mentioned the guys up front. Certainly it's going to be interesting to see if they're going to be able to rotate some of those young guys in uh, on the defensive line and Colby Wooden and Carl Brooks and what that can mean for the Packers later in the game. Uh, if Justin Fields uh, is, is still running a little bit, if they're able to can keep them in contain versus late in the game and maybe Kenny Clark uh, and Devontae, and Devontae Wyatt are gassed because those young guys don't give you as many snaps early in the game. So those are keys, I think, on the defensive line. Get some push up the middle. Um, be disruptive up the middle. Contain on the edges. And then Quay Walker and Devondre Campbell, if they can clean up and protect the boundaries uh, on the outside, I've got a lot of confidence that they can do that. I think the Packers' defense could look really different this year. Uh, and I'm as shaky as we might be uh, to some extent uh, about the safety position. Uh, again, I don't know that the Bears are, are the team that are going to be able to exploit that. If they do tip the cap, 
but I want to make them prove it. Just don't make mistakes where guys are, there's a complete breakdown and Darnell Movie's, Mooney's streaking down the sideline and there's no one 15 yards with him. Um, as long as that's not happening, I think the Packers defense matches up extremely well against this Bears offense. And dare I say, as long as we're sound and we don't have those breakdowns, I think we've got a lot of advantages uh, across a lot of these matchups. I'm extremely excited for this Packers defense, just broadly speaking, not just week one, um, but they've got to prove it, right? So that that's the next thing is I, I was very, very high on this defense going into last season um, and frankly, a little disappointed. As you mentioned, they, they got hot. I thought later on in the year, I think that they worked with the coaching staff a little bit and things were starting to get figured out. And lo and behold, the Packers won a heck of a lot of football games in a row when the defense started to... Um, you know, kind of buy in and, and work it out a little bit. But I, I really want to see it um, kind of transfer and, and translate and, and continue into this year. And you mentioned Quay Walker, we both have, but um, he's a key to this game, Wags. Um, and he's a key to the season, I think. He's, he's a difference maker. We saw him last year. Take, take out some of the, some of the extracurricular stuff that happened um, with him. And if we're talking purely as a football player, um, he is extremely talented. He's fast. I thought as he uh, kind of got his sea legs under him as the season progressed, he started to feel more and more comfortable with the defense. He looked really, really good. Um, so he is an absolute key, not only this week, but for the entire season, the success of this team, um, because I think that he is a difference maker. He can rush the passer. He's a sure tackler. And, and he's not, he's not your prototypical Packer linebacker of, of past seasons where they're making that tackle three yards, four yards down the field. He's making the tackle at the line of scrimmage. He's always around the ball. Um, so he's somebody that he's going to be able to take away the tight end group. Uh, I know a lot of people like Matt. Um, uh, our old pal Robert Tunyon is in Chicago now as well, but I love the matchup of these Green Bay Packer linebackers and these safeties against the tight end group of Chicago. And you mentioned it skill position wise. I, I'll, I'll match up our corners against pretty much any wide receivers in this league. I think that um, there's there's a possibility that Jair and Rizul Douglas alone can be one of the better tandems in this league. Again, they have to prove it. But Wags, this is a great first week test. To be honest with you, going down to Chicago um, in a challenging territory uh, against your arch rival, what can this defense do? But I really do expect them to come out swinging. I expect a very, very aggressive Packer defense on Sunday. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting what kind of impact you, uh, Sean Gary might have. And he's supposed to be on a pitch count. Uh, we'll point. see. I think what's what's I, we mentioned the defensive line and perhaps having more depth and guys that can work in and, and stay fresher over the course of four quarters. Same is true of that edge group. Obviously we've got Preston Smith and Sean Gary headlining. Looks like um, Gary is going to play. How many plays will is yet to be determined. Um, but the exciting thing is, is the depth that we have behind them. Uh, I think is going to pay dividends, not just with Gary being on a pitch count this week, but um, in a game like this where they might have to chase quite a bit, uh, both in run defense uh, and in that contain uh, pass defense. So um, to be able to work in Enigbare, um, I'm, I'm anxious to see how many snaps Van Ness gets out there. Um, you know, Justin Hollins is going to get some snaps out there. So we've got guys to rotate in and be able to take some of the pressure off uh, finally, Smith, finally, because we've been relying on them so much to play almost all the snaps. And when they've not been in there, this Packer defense just has not been the same. They've gotten gash whenever those guys have had to come off the field. Um, and now we should hopefully have guys that can come in and maybe they're not at Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith's level yet, but they should be able to come in for the snaps that they're in there, play really hard football. Um, do the job that they need to do, and perhaps even make some impact plays while they're at it. So I'm excited to see how that pan pans out here in week one as well. Wags, you mentioned our first-round pick, Lucas Van Ness. Um, obviously an edge, but do you see him putting his hand in the dirt at all and also getting some some run on the defensive line? He's a, he, he can play all over. He reminds me a lot of Rashawn Gary. 
Yeah, I he may. Um, I, I we didn't see a ton of it in the preseason, um, so I guess it really just depends what packages they're they're trying to run out there. It may be certain down and distances. Um, if they want to use him more as a pass rusher uh, on third and long situations, uh, perhaps he's he gets a, a few snaps rotated inside there as well. Um, it may also depend on how many snaps he's going to play on the edge uh, with with Gary on a pitch count. So. Um, I, I think there's lots of different combinations that the Packers can utilize to keep these guys up front and on the edge as fresh as possible. And I, Dean, you don't have to tell anyone how much of a difference it makes when you're not gassed trying to chase down a guy like Justin Fields. Uh, but when you're fresh and you can just go 120% for the snaps that you're out there and know that you've got another guy, uh, a teammate that can come in and spell you. Um, or if you're a guy like Justin Hollins or your guy like Lucas Van Ness, your guy like JJ Anikbari, and you know, you're just going to be out there for a couple of snaps. You, you're you're going to put your hand in the dirt and that's going to be a long day at the office. I think for some of these, these bears, uh, young offensive tackles, talented but young so um it makes it their job a lot harder when they're facing mostly fresh guys down and in down out i love i love it and and you're spot on man and and i think you just throw the kitchen sink at these guys right and that that's 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 the point of this that's why you carry six brenton cox jr is too damn good couldn't cut the guy um i don't know if he'll be active for week one they probably go with five uh to start unless Rashawn gary truly is on like a seven snap or ten snap pitch count which he could be um but i you know with this scrambling quarterback like, like justin fields um i'm all all aboard right i want to be sending inside linebackers we we've seen Keyshawn nixon coming off the edge uh as, as a sl- off the slot right and and blitzing uh, in the preseason we're seeing different things and that's the point here with Justin Fields somebody who has had some trouble when he's had to throw the ball is uh, with this Green Bay defense with guys that can do a lot of different things for you um why not just throw the kitchen sink week one at Justin Fields and make him react? Um, you know, he's going to get some plays. He's going to get some chunk plays. But if you're hitting that quarterback and if you're confusing him and you're just throwing a lot of different bodies at him all game long, he's bound to make an error, make a mistake. And that's where I think this is a Packer defense that can be very, very opportunistic. Yeah, Dane, what do you think, last thing on the defense, um, how the Packers are going to try to – take away or neutralize Cole Komet? Because I imagine if I'm the Bears, I'm going to try to use him somewhat vertically. Um, that can, you know, really force Campbell and, and Quay Walker to stay deeper in their drops. Um, but um, it, it's, it's really going to be incumbent on on our safeties in, in Darnell Savage and Rudy Ford, I think, to be able to read and react um, and trust, I think, guys like Razul and Jair on the boundaries, but communication is going to be key because if you got Komet, um, who I think I'm not super high on, but I, he, he can be a, a, a talented guy that can stretch the middle for you, then that pulls Packers safeties away coverage or protection that they might be giving over the top, uh, for guys like Mooney or DJ Moore. Um, so, that puts a little bit more pressure, I, I think, on the guys on the outside. But really, it's just incumbent uh, when they're in, um, you know, more of a zone look that communication is on point um, so that they don't have really, really soft spots uh, in this defense that the Bears are able to exploit. But uh, just just curious what your thoughts are on how the Packers might be able to address or, or deal with a guy like Cole Komet as well. It's a make or break year for Darnell Savage Jr., um, point blank. Um, you know, he's a guy that has had his ups and downs. I will say that I was pretty impressed late in the year after he was more or less benched, right? Demoted. Um, he, he was very open about kind of the mental side of the game and talking about he was trying to do too much. And when he started to let the game come back to him and just kind of play his role within the defense, he earned the job back. And I thought he played some really really good football down the stretch for this Packers defense. So um, I, I think it's going to be incumbent on Darnell Savage Jr. to, to erase tight, the tight end this week, uh, Cole Komet, and, and maybe going forward for this, because I don't think that's Rudy Ford's game. You know, I think Rudy Ford is much more comfortable and he's a playmaker. He's a ball hawk over the top. He's a guy that I trust over the top a little bit more. I'd like to see Darnell Savage Jr. stick with Cole Komet more often than not, play within the defense, 
do his job, not try to do too much. And I, I, I honestly, I, I still, I think the world of Darnell Savage, I really do. I think he has the talent. I think at times he's having trouble putting it all together. We see glimpses of greatness and then, you know, he'll make an error or there is a communication issue um, or he's just out of position. And this is his year. This is kind of his last chance, I think, in Green Bay to, to um, kind of um, steady himself and, and seize this job for the long run. Uh, but it really does start this week. But I think it's Darnell Savage's job to lose against Cole Komet and, and really going forward as this year progresses. All right. Fantastic. Dane, we're running up on 50 minutes here. So, um, why don't we transition then? We've got X factors, but before we do that, just a quick word. Um, what's your confidence level in rookie kicker Anders Carlson heading into week one into, uh, you know, what's not the easiest place to kick in, in soldier field? Um, if this is a game that comes down to field goal and we think this will be a close game, um, how comfortable are you now as we are headed into the regular season? It's been an up and down, uh, you know, journey so far, uh, with Anders Carlson. But, uh, what are your thoughts, uh, for his readiness to go out and, and be successful here, uh, starting with the regular season? I legitimately don't know. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm a five out of 10, six out of 10, if I'm being optimistic, because we don't know. Um, the, the thing with Anders has been that he's missed extra points and then he drills 50 yard field goals, right? I mean, that's kind of been the MO and that's very, very nerve wracking and it's very frustrating. I, I hope for his sake and for our sake that he, he hits a chip shot early on just to gain some confidence and he can build off of that. But we've seen him push the ball and push the ball consistently right, um, uh, throughout training camp and throughout the preseason. So, um, can he hit the gimmies? Because he does hit some of those big time kicks on the regular, it seems, but it's these gimmies and frankly, it's even the extra points sometimes that he's had trouble. So my, my confidence level is I can only go off of what I've seen over the last month and a half. And I, I'm not 100% confident, if I'm being honest with you. Um, but that can change pretty quickly in the NFL, right? He hits three kicks this week and he's looking good. I'm going to be like, man, what are we talking about? Carlson's our guy, but he he does have to hit some kicks. And I'm hopeful that for our sake and everybody's sake that he's steady and he just he figures out why he's been pushing that ball right. Because even on those extra points, like I said, it's it, it there's no rhyme or reason it seems it seems like that first kick of uh, every practice he seemed to miss one almost so um i don't have a complete understanding of it but i'm i'm hopeful that he's kind of figured it out over the last couple of weeks all right dane so should we get into some x factors and score predictions yeah does that not make you uh confident wags my my prediction or my my hopes for anders <laughs> I think it's it's very reasonable. I, I don't really have anything else to add to that. So let's let's move into our X factors. And of course, our X factors are always brought to you by our sponsor, Leap Spirits, paying homage to the iconic end zone celebration that was created by a Green Bay legend. Leap Vodka is inspired by the best attributes of the world's finest vodkas. Um, we're so excited to have Leap Spirits as our sponsor here for another season. Uh, so this week and every week's x factors will be bought to you by leap spirits find leap spirits at a local retailer or uh restaurant near you go to leafspirits.com so dane i'm gonna let you start things off first x factor of the season i'll even let you choose if you want to start on the offensive or defensive side of the ball I, thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. And I'm going to go on the defensive side of the ball and I'm going to go, um, with the pal, of the podcast, Rudy Ford. Rudy Ford is somebody that, um, you know, has been battling at the safety position. He won the job. Uh, you know, Jonathan Owens, I still expect to probably get some snaps on this defense as the year progresses. We're probably rotating three safeties at some points in this year, but Rudy Ford earned the job. He's been in the league for a number of years and last year, when he came to Green Bay Wags, he popped and he popped in some pretty important games. And, and one of the reasons I'm picking Rudy this week is he has a knack for the football. He has a knack for a football against turnover prone quarterbacks. And for some reason, he really seems to like getting his hands on the ball against Packer rivals. Um, last year against the Dallas Cowboys, he had two picks. I think he forced a fumble or jumped on a fumble against the Minnesota Vikings. So why not week one? 
Justin Fields scrambling around. Why not Rudy Ford sticking his nose in there, getting a, getting his hands on a football there? Why not Rudy Ford forcing a fumble? He's a physical player. He runs around like he's a missile out there. And I promise you, he, you know, earning this starting job, dude is going to be flying around the field on Sunday. Um, this is a huge opportunity in his career to be a starting safety for the Green Bay Packers week one. So for all of those reasons, Rudy Ford's going to be my X factor, my leap spirits X factor on defense this week. All right. So I'm going to stick with the defensive side and I'm, I'm going to go up front. I've got Devontae Wyatt as uh, my X factor. Certainly got some more opportunities late in the season last year. Um, and uh, I think, I'd throw TJ Slayton in there as an honorable mention. I'm really anxious to see uh, what we have in our guys up front next to Kenny Clark. And this Packer defense and this run defense, for that matter, I thought got better and better the more opportunities those guys had to go in there and play, particularly Dante, Devontae Wyatt. But I'll tell you what, TJ Slayton has had a great preseason as well uh, at the nose tackle position. So we know what a disruptive force Kenny Clark can be. Can we finally unleash him and play some solid run defense? And it's going to start with Devontae Wyatt uh, and, and right next to him, TJ Sladen, and then some of those young guys we talked about in Colby Wooden uh, and, and, um, and uh, I'm sorry, um, I, my, I'm, I'm not, my, my name's explain, ex- missing me right now. Brooks. Brooks, thank you. Carl Brooks. <laughs> um, not in midseason form apparently right now, Dan. But uh, nonetheless, um, I'm going to stick with Wyatt as my primary X factor on the defensive side of the ball because I'll tell you what, this is a Bears team that even with some of those, uh, you know, flashy new uh, pass catchers that they have, uh, they're going to want to try to run the ball. And this is a Kyle Shanahan inspired offense, almost just as much as the Packers are. Uh, Luke Getze uh, running the, the Bears offense. A lot of similarities. Uh, they're not the exact same offense, but I think they're going to be trying to attack each other uh, in a lot of similar ways. And it's going to start with the Bears trying to run the football, not only with Justin Fields, certainly, uh, but uh, with their running backs. And then Khalil Her- Herbert um, is is going to get his share of carries early on. So can we keep this Bears offense in longer down and distance situations more often than not? Um, can we force them into th- some third and seven, third and nine, third and elevens, uh, and uh, get them off the field in those situations. If we're able to do that, a big component of that is going to be what Devontae Wyatt uh, and, and TJ Slayton are doing up front. And, and it starts there with this run defense. We've been getting gashed uh, in the run defense for years and years and years. I think that changes this year. And I think Devontae Wyatt is going to be a big component of why that changes. And it's going to start this week on Sunday. Huge, huge, huge. I love it. I love it. Leap Spirits, uh, our sponsor. We're throwing out X factors here, folks. And, um, Weggs offensively, Luke Musgrave, uh, tight end for the Packers has got to be my Leap Spirits, uh, X factor on offense. I'm going to tell you why it's such a difficult position to play tight end position. They don't get enough love, man. Uh, he's kind of a, a offensive lineman, some snaps, wide receiver, a couple other snaps, right? And, and all in a day's work. If you're a tight end in the NFL, um, rookie tight ends traditionally have a very steep learning curve. And, uh, you know, Luke's getting thrown right into the, the, the fire this week on the road against the Chicago Bears. But I love the mismatch. He, um, he, he's got an intriguing possibility of being a very strong mismatch for this Packers offense this year. Um, he, he's, faster than your linebacker. He's bigger than your safety. Uh, he reminds me of some really talented tight ends in the National Football League. Um, and so this week, week one, how is he looking uh, in line as a blocker? Uh, is he, you know, hitting his assignments on, on that front? Um, is he catching the ball? He, he, he's got all the talent in the world, but he's had a couple drop issues in the preseason. Is he catching the balls? Is he that security blanket that um, that Jordan Love needs. Uh, and, and, you know, up and down the list, right? You could go with the tight end here in week one. But um, Musgrave, if he has a strong performance for this Packers team, he could be very surprising, I think. Uh, Christian Watson, uh, we've talked about the injury. If he's not able to go from your Dobbs is limited. Packers are looking for other options out there. Musgrave could be that mismatch against Chicago Bears, a sneaky mismatch um, where the Bears start to go, oh, how did this guy get open again? 
right? He's just kind of got that ability. Um, we've got all the potential in the world in Luke Musgrave. Now he has his opportunity to go out and show why the Packers drafted him high, why the Packers have so much faith in him, why they didn't go out and sign Mercedes Lewis again, why they didn't go out and sign another veteran tight end. It's because they think so high of Luke Musgrave. Week one is going to be a huge opportunity for him. So that's why he's my Leap Spirits X Factor. Yeah, I hope you're right. Um, he compliments the X factor I'm going to pick very well. Uh, while you were going and, and, and rounding up your dog, uh, I, I mentioned, you know, Musgrave, if he has some opportunities to stretch this Bears defense over the middle, really soften up that second level, um, I really like what Jaden Reed could potentially give you on some crossing patterns over the middle. I don't think that as talented as this Bears uh, linebacker core is in bringing in Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards. You said it. Those aren't the speediest guys. I, I really like uh, Jaden Reed. I, I've loved him since the moment we drafted him. I've been like his number one fan of the Packers, as you know. Uh, but this week in particular, um, it's going to be such a key component because uh, particularly if Watson can't play or Dobbs doesn't play or is extremely limited, um, we're going to have to find some ways to create some openings and some mismatches uh, if we're going to win this game in the past game. And it may not mean we've got to go out and get someone that's going to get 150 yards receiving and two touchdowns. Uh, but I, I think Musgrave is, is certainly a very uh, big potential X factor in the past game, regardless of whether we have those guys out there. And I think Jaden Reed is another one that uh, if we're going to uh, be effective offensively, I think a big piece of that will be his ability to find some openings across the middle on some of those crossing patterns, uh, playing off of what Musgrave is going to do, playing off of the pressure that Aaron Jones puts on those guys on the, on the boundaries and in the flat. Um, and so uh, I know he's a young player. Uh, he's extremely talented, had a couple of drops in that last game of the preseason, but I think he's going to be ready to go on Sunday. I'm expecting him to get in the end zone, fall in the end zone this week, um, uh, maybe pick up uh, four or five receptions, get in that 50 to 60 yards receiving range, um, and just generally wreak some havoc and make some impact at maybe not like a wide receiver one level, but if he gives us that this week, Dane, I think that could make a big, big difference in the Packers being able to go out uh, in Chicago and pull out a victory here in week one. Wags, you're getting me hyped. I'm getting hyped, man. It's Thursday. I want it to be Sunday, man. Um, so folks, it's uh, again, we're Lombardi's Legends Podcast. If you're watching us live on any of our streams going on right now, a lot of y'all I know listen to the actual podcast form. Um, but you know, we're, we, we do these previews and we wrap them up every year or every week with one of my favorite things, which is score predictions. Um, Wags, I'm going to give you the honors. You let me do the Leap Spirits X Factor. I'm going to give you the honor. Who you got winning this football game? What's the score this week? Well, Dean, for those of you that those that have followed us over the years know we basically have never picked against the Packers. I, I think maybe I've done it one time in the entire time we've been doing this podcast. Uh, it's certainly not going to be a theme starting here week one in, in Chicago. Um, I've got the Packers pulling it out 20 to 16 in Chicago. Um, I think this is going to be a close game. It's going to be a low scoring game. Um, I've got a lot of confidence that this defense can uh, get uh, force a couple of turnovers uh, in, in this game, win the turnover battle, uh, even if we cough it up once. Um, I, I think we can come out ahead there. Um, and, and I really feel like we can set the, the tempo. Uh, in the trenches in this game, um, keep Chicago from from really opening it up. Um, I know they've got a, a lot of folks that are optimistic that this is going to be a, a more explosive offense, but um, I don't think it happens here in week one. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing the Packers set the tone that this is a team that has an identity from week one. We didn't see it until about week 11 last year. We spent the first 10 weeks of the season talking about this Packer team not having an identity or having an identity crisis. I think they have an identity right now. They've worked that out. They know who they are. They know how they need to go out and win football games. They can go out and win close games with a rook, uh, not a rookie, but a first year starting quarterback in Jordan Love. They don't need to rely on him to play, you know, hero, uh, and win the games in the fourth quarter. They've got guys in all three phases of this game that can contribute. And I think, uh, the Packers go out, 
dash some Bears fans' hopes right off the bat. Packers are still kings of the North. We're coming in, and we're stealing one in week one, and that gets our season started uh, with one in the left-hand column. Wags, we will be insufferable if the Packers can go down to Chicago and win this football game. I love the prediction, and I'm close. Uh, we're very close. I got the Packers winning this game, too, because I think Jordan loves a pretty darn good quarterback. Wouldn't you know it? Um, I think the Packers win 26-24. Um, and Anders Carlson, uh, hit some field goals along the way. Um, so I think the Packers Four defense field goals for Anders Carlson, or is there going to be a missed extra point in there? You know what? Well, <laughs> I think he's, I think he's got the ability for four, and I'll tell you why. I think the wow. Packers defense. I think the Packers defense is going to be, um, you know, giving the Packers some short field to play with. Uh, we haven't talked much about Keyshawn Nixon in the return game, but I'm eager to see this Packers special teams build off of last year. I'm excited to see Daniel Whalen punt that ball and pin the Chicago Bears deep in their own territory. I, I really do like what the Packers are doing here. And because of that, I, I expect to be some um, hiccups along the way on the offense. It's such a young offense right now. Um, so, you know, we might see some stalled drives or, you know, some three and outs. Um, and we're going to have to rely on some of those kicks. And I'm expecting Anders Carlson to go out there and do his job and hit some of those field goals from short yardage. So I think the Packers win 26-24. We're biting our fingernails the entire game, but the Packers somehow find a way to will it out and they go to one and on the season. Okay. All right. Well, hopefully we're both right in some form or fashion. Uh, Dane, uh, the, the key thing is not how close we are in our score predictions, but how close we are in the outcome prediction. So, um, folks, yeah. thanks so much for joining us. Uh, as Dane mentioned, uh, now that we're in regular season, uh, we'll be doing this podcast twice a week. A recap at the start of the week, preview here Thursday nights um, every week uh, unless we're in a buy. Um, so please continue, follow along, share us. We appreciate you. Um, come join us live uh, on those nights, uh, Monday, Thursday nights. Typically, we'll be recording around 730 Central. Uh, pop your questions into the chat. We'll be trying to make sure that we pay attention to those uh, reactions, particularly Reaction Mondays in the chat um, as we go through the season. So, as always, be legendary and go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Every year I know we're going to go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go Pack Go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't the best sport and I'll leave it with your good luck. Only thing I will say.